Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, Rich, uh, how are you, man? And uh, just give us some thoughts on Dave Wills. Oh, it would help if I turned you on. My bad, man. New studios. I got to get used to them. You there? All right. Which button do I have to? Yeah. There he is. All right. There you are. Sorry about that. You can hear me now? Yeah. It was my bad, man. Not you. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Well, it's good to be with you, Night Train. Uh, I'll ex- I'll extend myself an invitation to come to the new studios and check that out for myself sometime soon. Uh, but uh, since you mentioned it, uh, obviously, you know, everybody was so shocked and saddened when we found out the news about Dave. And I had so many people, believe it or not, from my ESPN family reach out to me who are baseball fans and work in the baseball world at ESPN and knew of Dave, but might not have known him. And they were all sending me their condolences and, and uh, asking me about him. And everybody wanted to talk about Dave. And, and the one thing that I told everybody about Dave was Dave Wills was the genuine article. He was a baseball lifer, a big time sports fan, but a baseball lifer. And I mean that in the best way possible. And the best way I could put it, Ronnie, is if they made a movie about the Tampa Bay Rays in a similar way that they made a movie about the Cleveland Indians when they made Major League and Major League Two, right? they wouldn't need to go find someone like Bob Euchre to play a role of a radio announcer. Dave Wills is that role. Dave Wills was larger than life. He was baseball in the Tampa Bay area, and uh, he's certainly going to be sorely missed, not only in the radio booth, but on the field before games. Uh, Just seeing him walking through the press box, collecting his notes, all those little things that, to be honest with you, Ronnie, that you take for granted on a day-to-day basis because baseball is such a grind and such a long season, but everybody will feel that missing from uh, Tropicana Field and beyond this season and, and for many seasons to come. Well said, Rich Hollenberg, and you don't need an invitation to come to our new studios. I'm still learning how to work things in here. As you heard, I had difficulty getting you on, but hey, we're getting it down, man, and uh, you are welcome at any time. You know that, my brother. Can't wait, man. I've heard nothing but uh, big, big things about it. So let's get to the raise because uh, spring training is about halfway through. I know we got the World Baseball Classic going on, so we're missing a number of key players for the Rays. But I am excited about this team for a couple of reasons. But I want to hear why you are excited about the Rays this upcoming season. Well, Ronnie, you know, at this point, it almost sounds like a broken record um, when I talk about the Rays and what their strengths are and why I still think the window is open for them to challenge for another World Series. Um, the, the bottom line for this franchise, for this organization, is they are always dealing from a position of strength. And their strength this year, maybe more than 
in the last three or four years when they've been contenders, their strength, Nitrain, is their depth. This is going to be arguably, in my opinion, going into the season, the most fluid roster that the Rays have ever had. What do I mean by that? Their pitching is deeper than it's ever been. Their middle infield especially is deeper than it's ever been. And I think if they can stay healthy, this is probably going to be the deepest team in all of the American League, if not all of baseball. And with the rule changes, I think a lot of those things the Rays are going to really be able to capitalize on and take advantage of. I would not be surprised in the least if this is a 95-plus win season for Tampa Bay. Hey, I'm with you there 100%. I believe I had him at 92. Tom has him at 95. It's just because of the reasons you mentioned. The pitching staff is unbelievable and unbelievably deep, but that middle infield is pretty deep as well, and the two main players that we're counting on, I mean, if if those guys can play 150 games apiece, let's say uh, Brandon Lau, you know I'm talking about Juan DeFranco, I think sky's the limit for this raise, and the offense, you know, I know it was a horrible memory of what happened last season in the playoffs when we had little we had no offense really let's just put it that way but if those two guys stay healthy i don't think that will be the same story this time around well listen everybody's question not only leading into the offseason but really around the trade deadline last year ronnie was what are the rays going to do how do they get a left-handed power bat well i think the rays and i always say this the rays are much smarter than i am And I think they're proving that already. I think their left-handed power bat was already in the organization, and that's Brandon Lau. Now we're a year removed from 39 home runs and 99 RBIs. People are very quick to forget that Brandon Lau can be that left-handed power bat. I think the limiting of the shift is going to help a lot of left-handed hitters, and Brandon is certainly going to be at the top of that list for Tampa Bay this year. Um, it's ironic that you and I are talking right now in the wake of a uh, spring training game that just ended. And I think I read that Bilal hit a three-run jack off a left-handed pitcher today. So that's a great sign. Um, and then you get the fact that a Josh Lowe is healthy. And Josh Lowe has a chip on his shoulder now. Luke Rayleigh has had a really interesting spring. Um, and then they get someone who's a top prospect in the organization but hasn't even played triple-A ball like Oslavis Basabe, and you look at him and you're like, could he fit in? I think the 40-man roster is the 40-man roster. I think you will see almost everybody contribute at some point, at some time this season, just like I think the same could be said for this pitching staff. Everybody's wondering, you know, how are they going to fill in for Tyler Glass now? Well, first of all, even taking, and this is no disrespect to to Glass. I mean, he is elite. But you look at McClanahan, Eflin, Springs, Rasmussen. I'll go to war with those dudes any day (laughs) and twice on Sunday. Then you have guys like Patino, Torinos, Fleming, even Taj Bradley, who by the end of the year, who knows? Maybe he makes an appearance or two. Uh, You know, come September, maybe even before, they are dealing from a position of depth. And once Glass now comes back, hopefully in six weeks or so, then you're talking about potentially the best pitching staff in the American League, if not all of baseball. And some of those arms that I just mentioned can then be transferred to a bullpen that is already deep 
already talented and will just be even more so once everybody's healthy. So health is going to be the key. I know that sounds cliche because basically every team feels that way, especially right now coming into the season when everyone's undefeated. But for the Rays especially, if they can maintain um, a relatively healthy roster, then they're going to be a tough out for the full 162. He's Rich Hollenberg, Rays pre- and post-game host on Bally Sports on the TV side. Does a great job and looking forward to seeing you on opening day. March 30th, we'll be there. You'll be there at the Trop, and it's uh, it's going to be a blast against the Detroit Tigers. That's who they were playing uh, today. They beat up on the Tigers. It was 9 nothing at one time. I looked at the uh, box score there and saw the Rays leading 9 nothing. But we also have you on today to talk about March Madness because it's going to begin real soon. And we know you do Big 12 basketball on ESPN. So I, I just think that, uh, this year of there's so much parody in college basketball that man, anything could happen. Rich, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know what? I, I am very admittedly myopic, Ronnie. Um, you mentioned I cover the Big 12 and I have for the last six years. And this year, more than any year that I can remember in my 15 working for ESPN, there was no question who the best conference in basketball was, and that was the Big 12. And the big question inside the, the hallways, proverbially, at the Big 12 was, will these teams, who are all so good, 1 through 10, beat each other up to the point where all of those teams will suffer in the tournament? And I think nothing could be farther from the truth. I think most of these Big 12 teams, there are seven teams that made it in, got criminally treated uh, in the seeding process. I think Kansas should have been the number two overall seed. They end up getting the number three overall seed and a tougher draw because of that. Uh, I, I think there's a number of, of, of examples that you can have where the cards have been stacked against the Big 12 when they should have been given some benefit of the doubt. But with that said... I listen, you can light my brackets on fire the second I fill them out because I am terrible when it comes to picking brackets. But I have I have all seven teams in the Big 12 who made the tournament making the Sweet 16. That's how highly I think of the talent level in the tournament. Um, And I love picking upsets. I pick all my upsets in the early rounds. So after I made my picks, I look back at my bracket, Ronnie, and I go, okay, there's always a 12-5 upset. So which of the one 12 seeds did I pick? And I look back at my bracket, and I picked every one of the four 12 seeds to upset a 5 seed. This Come on, year. really? Um, so, yeah, I'm playing the averages. I love one it. of those teams is going to win. So I'm playing the averages on that. But I, I love upsets. I love a, I always pick a 3-14 upset. Um, there's certainly going to be a nine, an 8-9 upset somewhere along the line. And I'll say this now because everyone will forget come later this week if it actually happens, but my 3-14 upset, I think Grand Canyon is going to upset Gonzaga in the first round. And that is my big upset in the first round. I don't have any two seeds going down. I don't have any one seeds going down. That almost never happens. But I have a three seed going down, and believe it or not, it's Gonzaga losing to Grand Canyon. Go Lopes! The 14th seed. <laughs> I love it, man. And Gonzaga's had an up and down season, so I could uh, I could see that happening. That would be a major upset of Grand Canyon knocked out Gonzaga in the first round. The Zags, man, but uh, they're known to blow things in this tournament, and to have them go out in the first round would be crazy. 
All right, the top two seeds are Alabama and Houston. You have an issue with that? I mean, I really thought Alabama had one of the better teams, one of the more consistent teams this season. I know they've got some, you know, some checkered marks there with uh, criminal behavior, but uh, this is an outstanding Alabama team, in my opinion, one of the best I've ever seen. You know, they're known for football anyway. What are they doing with the number one basketball team? Well, this is a team that all season long has produced and performed. And truthfully, Ronnie, I have no problem with them being the number one overall seed. Here's what I don't love about Alabama, and I have Alabama losing in the second round to West Virginia. Here's why. Alabama lives and dies by the three-pointer, and they are tremendously athletic. They're long. They could run up and down the floor. They rebound as well as anybody in the NCAA tournament, but they live and die by the three. On any given night, a three-point shooting team the likes of Alabama could suddenly find a lid on the rim. And if that happens, and it could happen against a team like West Virginia who really gets up in your jersey and plays you tough, I think Alabama will shoot 35 threes, and if they make eight of them, they're going to lose to a team like West Virginia. West Virginia will slow the game down. West Virginia makes their points mostly by free throws, their top 10 in the nation, in free throws attempted and free throws made. So while West Virginia is limited offensively, they are super aggressive and rough and tumble defensively, and they make free throws. I think that could be a huge upset in the making for Alabama in the second round. And the reason that I wasn't crazy about Houston being the number two overall seed is not because I don't think they're a good team, because I think Kelvin Sampson's team could have been a number one overall seed. But they have injury questions. Marcus Sasser got hurt, and he is the engine for that Houston team. If he is out, that is not the number two overall team in basketball. And so that's why I think more than anything that Kansas should have been the number two seed. But the committee didn't take that into consideration. So um, that's the only problem I had with that. Uh, Because Marcus Sasser is a question mark, I have Houston losing in the second round also to the Auburn Tigers. I happen to be a big Bruce Pearl fan. I think he knows how to dial up a little magic come the NCAA. We saw it a few years ago when he took the, when he took the Tigers all the way to the title game and ended up losing, or the, the final four rather, and ended up losing to the eventual champion UVA. Uh, so I think that is a good enough matchup for Auburn against Houston in the second round where if they are without Marcus Sasser and if the Cougs or even with an injured Marcus Sasser, Auburn can make him pay and move on. All right, so we got about 30 seconds. Who do you have winning this thing? I'm sure it's going to be a Big 12 team. Which one? Kansas? <laughs> you got that right. Uh, <laughs> my final four, I have Arizona and Kansas State. And on the other side, I have Texas and Kansas. Now, we all know from yesterday or from two days ago, Texas beat Kansas by I think about 20 in the Big 12 championship game, and that was without Timmy Allen, one of the key players on their roster. But Bill Self was not on the sidelines. I think the team is going to use Bill Self's health and coming back to the team as a rallying cry, and there is not a better coach in all of college basketball than Bill Self. So I have Kansas moving on to the finals against Arizona, and I have Kansas cutting down the nets as a back-to-back 
NCAA champion for the first time since the Gators did it back in 07, 08. All right, he's Rich Hollenberg. You can follow him on Twitter at Rich on Sports. Rich, we appreciate a few minutes, man. Enjoy March Madness, and we'll see you at the Trop on the 30th. Thank you very much, and a special shout-out to producer Chris Mathis. I heard that Glory Days song for my lead-in. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome, Rich. Yes, sir, you got it, man. Thanks for joining us. See y'all. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.